Welcome to episode five of the Dregs. Uh, yeah, back to back. I don't think we've had this quick of a turnaround of an episode yet in our existence. I mean, everybody's been trying to figure out our release schedule, but good luck. It's just going to be completely sporadic. Just keep them guessing. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out as well. <laughs> keep us guessing. So the voice you just heard there, that was Chris. And then also Luke was in the mix. Say, hey, Luke. Hey, hello, everybody. And then we got Chris here. Hey, guys. How's it going? Mate, so those guys are Van Pours. I'm Aaron from the Cascading Beer Podcast. Lots of great feedback from episode four. I mean, it's only been out a couple of days at the time of recording. I mean, I think we do have all parents in Quinnell now signed up. So, I mean, that's that's good. Key demographic. Yeah. Luke, uh, Luke, Brooke was telling me that her mom was was digging the pod too. So I actually think this uh, the parent segment here is is key. Yeah, I think so. We're, yeah, we're trying to take over Burnaby as far as listeners go. <laughs> I mean, parent listeners. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's, she's into it. Yeah, because uh, as the title of this uh, episode tells us, go big and stay home. That's, that's what we're doing. We're staying home. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we do, but we have some very big beers. Chris, I think this was your idea. Uh, what possessed you to come up with this idea for this episode? <laughs> Why are you pinning this on me? <laughs> you're like, well, because it Chris all started in the group chat. You're like, "Hey, guys!" Yeah, I was just, I was just telling Aaron before you got on here, Chris. I was there was a fury of messages on that group chat, and next thing you know, I'm sitting in front of my computer on a Sunday night with three ten percent beers in front of me. <laughs> what the hell so, happened? So you guys are just trying to say that I was the one who wanted to stay home and get drunk on a Sunday, and and you guys had no part in this. That's right. Mm-hmm. I had nothing else better to do, really. But I, mean, <laughs> I don't think any of us did. So, so we, what we narrowed it down. I mean, usually we've been doing four, but uh, what are three that we've that we've lined up this time, Chris? Yeah, four would be really aggressive considering the percentage of these. But um, yeah, basically the criteria for this week's episode was imperial anything and everything. So uh, we've got a pretty solid lineup. We've got. The 33 Acres Brewing um, Black is Beautiful Imperial Stout, which was just released um, this week. Thanks, Aaron, for picking that one up. Yeah, uh, We've got the Fernie Brewing Company Off Access Double IPA. And then we've got one of Strathcona's um, recent releases, uh, the Apple Pie Imperial Sour. Pretty strong brews. Uh, a they nice come in mix at 10 as well. and 8 and 10, respectively. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Luke, uh, do do you have uh, anyone in particular that you're really looking forward to trying here out of this lineup? For me, the black is beautiful for sure. Yes, yeah, um, I'm here. I'm feeling in more of a stout mood than a IPA mood, but um, it's a dark, cold night out there, and the wind's picking up. Yeah, we're taping, so yeah. But the yeah, that one's going to be you good. Know, all of them sound great too. The apple, the Strathcona apple pie sour is yeah. I, Never had that one, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Do you guys got the ice cream on deck for that one or what? Oh, damn. I should have picked some. <laughs> thought we were pouring this over ice cream. Yeah. And then you make your own like pie crust too and crumble it on top. Ooh. Yeah. Getting fancy yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, and then coming up later in the episode, we've actually got voice memos. We got voicemail from people. So uh, we're we're going to take some questions from the audience coming up later but first we should just jump right into this let's open up this black is beautiful eh, and get this get this going yeah let's do it excited to try this one 
There is no room left in that can. It went right up to the top for me. Mine's empty. <laughs> well, I got all your beer. Because you drank it already or what? Mine's perfectly filled. All right. Um, I can give a little rundown on this one. Yes, Chris, please. Yeah. Ooh, so, is, Oh, this is nice. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, so 33 brewed this um, in support of the Black is Beautiful initiative. Black is Beautiful um, is spearheaded by Weathered Souls Brewing. Weathered Souls is an independent craft beer brewery based in San Antonio, Texas. And they started this uh, movement um, as a collaborative effort amongst the brewing community and its customers in attempt to bring awareness to the injustices that many people of color face daily. Their mission uh, with Black is Beautiful to bring awareness to the injustices that many people of color face daily. Um, their mission is to bridge the gap that's been around for ages and provide a platform to show the brewing community is an inclusive place for everyone of any color. So mm-hmm. part of the BLM movement um, after a lot of the uh, protests in uh, the U.S. and around the world started, that's when they um, you know, kicked off uh, this collaborative effort. I mean, super important cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been massive support um, from crop breweries around the globe on this. Um, so far, uh, according to their website, they've had nearly 1,200 breweries uh, participate so far, which is really cool to see. And just looking at Untapped, I mean, um, it says that there's 1,428 entries at the time of recording for this beer from different breweries as well. So, oh, wow. So yeah. not all of them on the on the website. Um, yeah. So even more, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, so as part of uh, Weathered Souls um, initiative here, uh, they actually provided a stout um, base recipe. So any brewery that's participating um, in this has a you know a starter kind of recipe to w- work with, but then you know their call to to breweries was to put their own unique spin on it. So not every beer um, as part of the black uh, is beautiful uh, movement is is going to be the same, um, but they're mm-hmm. you know all stout based. Um, and then they also provided um, some awesome artwork mm-hmm. um, as part of it as well. It's Katie Designs who put this together. So you can go, a brewery can go on the site, download the artwork files, add their logo, and they're they're off to the races. So, um, yep. and then and if you've been looking at social media, I mean, it's a very I, very clear can. Oh yeah, and like yeah, really stands out. Exactly. So, yeah. Big thing behind this is obviously raising funds. You know, to to make meaningful impact and and start change so breweries um, are expected either to donate 100 percent of their proceeds to local foundations that support police brutality reform and legal defenses for those who have been wronged or um, they can choose their own entity to donate to local organizations that support equality and inclusion Um, and then most importantly uh, breweries that are participating in this they must commit to the long-term work of equality so this can't just be a, like a one-time donation. Yeah, we did something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. It's it's all yeah. about like continuing this this learning process and and fighting for change. And yeah, it can't just be a one-time thing. So thirty-three acres. Um, they chose to donate one hundred percent of the proceeds of the beer to Hogan's Alley Society uh, in Vancouver. Which uh, Hogan's Alley they advocate for Black Vancouverites uh, and are committed to daylighting the presence of Black history in Vancouver. And throughout BC. Uh, so if you want to find out more about Hogan's Valley, you can, or contribute uh, yourself as well. You can go to Hogan's Alley Society, uh, dot org. So yeah, awesome cause. 
And uh, yeah, for those of you uh, outside of the lower mainland or, you know, outside of BC that might listen to this, Hogan's Alley uh, was a historical part of Vancouver, uh, just on the edge of Chinatown, which was mostly the black community. And uh, the city basically shoved that community out of the way and bulldozed it to the ground to make room for the, the now viaducts that get you into downtown uh, off the highway. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of history back there. So, yeah, definitely uh, research that and learn about it. And yeah, that's kind Absolutely. of a dark stain on Vancouver's history. But, you know, and a lot of breweries, um, when the BLM movement was really picking up steam and taking shape this year, a lot of BC breweries um, pledged uh, to donate as well. Um, even ones that, you know, didn't do a, a black is beautiful beer per se. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they're like BC breweries were still, um, putting their hand up and saying like, enough is enough. Um, we need to support change and, and help drive it, um, as local businesses, uh, and a, a number donated to Hogan's Alley Society as well. So that was really great to see. And like, yeah, I mean, the brewery is the communal focal point of any neighborhood, right? So, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just great that. There's, you know, this isn't the first time this has been done, but I mean, it's definitely an important cause, but yeah, just beers that bring awareness to local community issues and needs and fundraise and really be that central hub for uh, a lot of people, you know, through doing good things, right? Bringing people together, getting the message out and, and raising funds for good causes. So yay breweries. I mean, that's, that's why we like them. Hell yeah. So. Like if you see your, your neighborhood brewery doing this like it just makes you want to support the cause as well and it definitely makes you like want to go to like hang out and, um, and buy beer and like be around people that are in, in support of these type of causes right so yeah yeah awesome initiative all right so uh what tasting notes are you getting there luke what's uh what's your it's expert opinion it's here? really nice it, i'm getting a lot of sort of coffee notes and chocolatiness I mean, there's a little bit of an alcohol burn, but it's not overpowering at all, right? So it doesn't taste like ten percent. It feels like ten percent. Yeah. See, only had maybe a juice box worth, and I'm feeling it already. Mm-hmm. Some imperial stouts I find like do have a pretty solid burn at the end, mm-hmm. especially barrel aged ones. Oh yeah, even in, that's yeah. probably it, right? Because I don't think this was barrel aged. So yeah, the barrel aging. Uh, to your point, definitely kicks that up a notch. But no, this is pretty easy drinking for 10%. Do we know if uh, 33 did anything to the original recipe provided by Weathered Souls? I mean, I don't see anything here on the can. I was just reading that. Yeah, I couldn't find anything um, online or, or on their social. They're keeping it a bit of a so secret. So if you work at 33 and you know, yeah, flick us a note and let us know. Send, send your email to thunderdog at the at dregs, the dregs.beer. <laughs> Underdog is that, is that the, the email? Here. Was that email account getting flooded after the first pod? There is that where all the questions were being sent to? I have it forwarded right to Luke's email, personal email, so he should <laughs> if you send an email that's going right to Luke. Luke Luke just w- was having a tough time with time time management last week. He was just getting so many emails from the Thunderdog account forwarded to him. Just, I mean, that's what happens when you email yourself. Yeah. <laughs> The only emails I'm getting are test emails from the two of you. (laughs) I'm just, instead of texting you now, I'm just sending, I'm just going to send you an email instead of a text, just a Thunderdog. Thunderdog at the dregs.beer. No, this is a really good beer though. Um, Oh yeah. Like I'm so happy. I have an extra can in my fridge. So Mm -hmm. well played. Um, Yeah. It's pretty thick. Um, I wouldn't say syrupy. 
Yeah, well, maybe, but it's not sweet, right? It's not that no, sweet syrupy thing. Like no. It's, it's def- definitely more body to it. It's not super carbonated. Yeah, I definitely get that chocolate, the, the chocolate mm-hmm. note in there. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to save that can unless I need to check to make sure they're not sold out already. But um, I might save that last can there for Christmas with myself there for dessert. Have that with some pie. And, this would uh, be really good with pie. Mm-hmm. You almost get kind of notes of like different herbs almost. And I don't want to like say it tastes like a herbal liqueur, like a Jägermeister or a Bekarovka is one that we drink in Slovakia where I'm from. But on the, on the end, if you kind of breathe out and let the sort of aroma grace your smell thing, your nose, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of get these like, uh, you know, those warming spices that you might find in some some of those liqueurs like cloves and cinnamony sort of. Yeah, I get spice. that at the end, actually, now that you mention it. Yep. It's funny how sometimes it takes for somebody else to mention something for you to actually pick it up. <laughs> yep. I get a like a little light star anise kind of thing going yeah. on, too. Like yeah. very subtle. Um, Luke, is your uh, is your little uh segment at the end of today's pod going to be on the human anatomy because like that last little bit there was i think that's pretty important hey, hey, we, don't, <laughs> no don't 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 feed him anything it's got to come from luke's heart oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, it'll be whatever it is when it happens <laughs> all right guys definite two thumbs up for me for this beer whoa loving it yeah this is great and you know um it, it'd be tough because i mean a lot of them are gone because like a lot of these were just kind of small batches too right like would have been really nice to get a bunch of these from around North America and just kind of do a flight session. So I bet they would have done that in normal times as like a fundraiser event, right? Like have flight night at different breweries and they would have sent these beers around to people, right? That would have been really cool. Yeah, we should mention the other uh, breweries um, in BC that that participated in Mm -hmm. um, the Black is Beautiful collaborative effort. Um, So Northpaw Brew Co. out of Mm -hmm. Port Coquitlam. Uh, here in the lower mainland yeah so they did um they took a bit of a different approach at least with packaging they did um a um, bottle release for black is beautiful um heard some good things about that i didn't pick it up myself but um i know some of our fellow uh crappier bloggers and instagrammers um picked it up and took some awesome photos so um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if there's still some around i'm definitely keen to pick it up just to compare right so oh yeah if if it's all the same base beer I feel like that one sold out probably pretty quick. Um, and then there was Gladstone Brewing as well um, out of court. Friends of the podcast. Yep. No, what podcast? Our podcast or? My podcast. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> d- just double check. Well, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're probably friends of this podcast. <laughs> I was like, do we have that many friends? Right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the key. <laughs> Not mine, but they're, they're great people out there at Gladstone. Yeah. Shout so. out to Gladstone for participating um, in, the, in, in this uh, Black is Beautiful initiative as well um gladstone out of courtney bc mm-hmm. and i mean to any other bc brewery we're sorry if we didn't mention you because it's not updated on the website and it was tough to look on untapped we couldn't filter by bc but we tried our best we tra- well let us know and we'll update on the socials exactly you know i mean this is people come here for just nonsense i think not the hard-hitting journalism so <laughs> wait what <laughs> <laughs> I'm using this as experience for launching into a journalism career. Uh, okay. Yeah, like I've been I've been uh, typing everything out here and then sending it to the Vancouver Sun. So I, I don't know what you get. Right. 
Yeah, your like your live transcript capabilities. Yeah. 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 Luke, how many thumbs up would you give this? Um, I'd give all four of mine. Oh, okay. Back to the anatomy oh. thing, right? Right. Yeah. Enjoying this, and uh, it's got it's got to pair really well with something nice and sweet too. Like, has thirty three yeah. done an imperial stout before? Because I do not recall. I don't recall one either. No. What about in their EXP? Yeah, but they've probably done one in the experimental, but yeah, it's hard to keep up yeah. with the EXP. Like they brew so many beers there. A lot um, out of there. I've, I've, like some of the, they do some staples that are really good. Their uh, orange oat pale ale is like one of my go-to easy drinking hazy pale ales in the summer. I crush that one. Um, their fluffy cloud IPA is really good too. But yeah, they have a bunch of other ones that they don't do as regularly and bottle and bottle releases too. But yeah, I don't know if I've seen them do too many stouts, but 33 acres, they have, um, they have a really good uh, Schwartz beer. So like mm. they, they brew some really good dark beers. That Schwartz beer is incredible. You know who else does a really good Schwartz beer? Please tell your hometown brewery of Barkerville. So I should have known that I've probably had it. All right. What are we having next? Chris? Good question. What do we want to do next? Let's roll with this Fernie next, man. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, down because I already poured it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we don't sewer you. We'll go with the Fernie next. Yeah, uh, just pour it back into the can there, Aaron. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to pick favorites, but I mean, honestly, like I've never had a bad beer from Fernie, and uh, I was really hoping to make it out uh, to the Kootenays to go visit them this summer. Didn't happen. Hopefully next summer. But um, love this can design here. So this is the off-axis double IPA from their IPA series. Um, very clearly marked a double IPA. 8% alcohol there. Hops are Galaxy, Cashmere, and Cascade. Ooh, me favorites. And uh, it is a strong beer. Yeah, so is that Darby's um, just kind of poking around, looking for some uh, some prospects for the podcast tonight? And uh, this one caught my eye. Like you said, cool can design. It's got the little holographic effect on, on the mountains. Yeah, Fernie makes some pretty good beers. They actually have a pretty big presence in BCLs too. So if you're ever just browsing around a BCL, they usually have like, I don't know, three or four different six packs, more of their core beers. They'll, they'll have a couple seasonals in there, but yeah, they have some um, pretty cool limited releases as well. I haven't tried as many as I wish I could. Um, but yeah, let's dive into this one. Yeah. I mean, uh, also talking of seasonal stuff, like Fernie's pumpkin is one of my favorites in the province too. Pumpkin, mm-hmm. like compared to other pumpkin beers or just in beers in general? I know, like, com- yeah, compared to other pumpkin beers. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a solid pumpkin beer. <laughs> I'm saying that because I've, I, I had a bad experience with, with pumpkin beer. Well, it was a good experience, but it was just aggressive. What's it? Does the Van Forest thing? Yeah. So the pumpkin bracket, we're, we're going to go on a tangent here. So buckle up. Um, <laughs> there we go perfect use of the air horn um so yeah i want to say it was like maybe 20 2016 maybe 2015 before the birth of the van pours fresh hop bracket the first bracket we did was a pumpkin beer bracket which most people listening to this are thinking right now why the hell did you do a pumpkin beer bracket? And I wish I had had that same thought before we did it. Um, right here. Oh, Captain Hindsight. Thing right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically we 
got eight different pumpkin beers, pulled, put, I uh, wrote down the name of each one, put it in a hat, pulled them out. And then basically we ended up matching, you know, one against another in kind of like a single elimination tournament to see what the best pumpkin beer was. And Fernie, I believe, made it to the finals against Steamworks's uh, pumpkin beer. Um, I think those are two good ones. I want to say Fernie actually won. I, I don't remember, probably because I had too much pumpkin beer, but it was on Halloween. So that's why we did this as well. Like it seemed fitting, yeah. fitting for the times. But by the end of it, it was like you, you had to just keep trying them. Like you've had this pumpkin beer, like if it makes the finals like three times, you know, by that round. And you're like, I just can't drink any more of this stuff. Yeah. And at the end of the night, I bought way too much beer and I was trying to pawn it off on my buddies who who came over <laughs> to like participate in this thing. And they were like turning it down. Like they didn't have any other beer t- for the rest of the night and they were off to some other party. And they were actually like, no, I, I can't take this off you, man. Like, uh, I don't want it. I'm like, please, I don't need like 10 bottles in my fridge of this stuff. That's an amateur move, man, because you go to the party and you trade somebody a pumpkin beer who for a regular. They're, they're going to a bar. So mm-hmm. uh, I probably could have walked oh. up to the bartender and say, hey, uh, can I get a pint for uh, this? <laughs> this bottle? Listen, I got beer. this bottle of pumpkin beer for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's a bottle of pumpkin beer for your shift beer. Are you still cellaring any of those? Uh, you know what? I, <laughs> I am not. I am not. Thank Gord. Ugh. Oh, um but yeah the I, I remember the fernie one like long story short was really good this was like five years ago but even by the end it was just like there was too much stuff and 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 some of those pumpkin beers are so sweet as well like oh, it yeah. just oh. so i mean we've talked about this beer we've been sipping it i think it's delicious uh give us the background on this beer here what, what are what are your notes chris yeah so it's whatever was on their website um so <laughs> the thorough the thorough journalistic research on this podcast i told you we're doing some deep digging here man so um yeah thank thank god you guys came to us because uh you would have got us info anywhere else i mean at least you went to the website and you just didn't read the back of the can but oh i, I read that too but i was trying to get more info here man you know got to double check the sources yeah um <laughs> which is the same source <laughs> I was hoping nobody would call me up on that. Maybe it was a misprint on the label. You never know, man. They're in the wrong pop. I don't know. Right. Different employees in charge of the label design as they are on the website, right? So exactly, it's, best to, exactly. it's best to cross cross reference all of that. Luke knows what I'm talking yeah. about here, man. Thanks for the support, Luke. You never know who's putting in some fake news on the on one or the other. <laughs> Imagine if that was an angry employee's like that was their last hurrah. They just like threw on like the wrong hop names on a can. The, oh, just like they just put a couple different ones on there. They're just like mix up the malt. Like ah, I'll get them. Yeah, this one's loaded with galaxy and citra. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> an El Dorado should have gave me those extra two vacation days. And it's nothing but a topaz IPA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so um, yeah, back 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 to the uh, beer notes here. Uh, so this was re-released in October. So apparently they've done this before. As Aaron mentioned earlier, Galaxy, Cashmere, and Cascade Hops. Malt bill is Munich, Carapils, Wheat, and Pills. And then they also added Oats, which gives it that silky smooth texture. It, does. Um, it is a hazy double IPA. Not overly hazy. Yeah, that, that is a good is yours. Uh, I was going to call that out. But you know, 
It's slightly opaque. It is, but like this is what I actually call like Northwest IPA. Like this, like I don't know how to, we went to like from this to like juice boxes so quickly. Right. <laughs> but I mean, like this is this is still a great beer. Look at us all holding our glasses in the cameras. Yeah, it's not like I guess it's not like hazy compared to you know the uh, triple dry hopped milkshake uh, IPAs of of nowadays. Yeah. But it is still hazy, I guess. And there's some bitterness in there. So hooray for them for a hazy IPA with some bitterness in it. Yep. So Not overly bitter, though. No. Double for sure, though. That's not to be mistaken. Mm-hmm. Not to be mistaken. <laughs> no. My face is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke's going to get cut off after two. <laughs> and then uh, Luke, is Brooke, is Brooke going to sub in and she's going to finish uh, the podcast off here? She might have to, yeah. She's going hard on a dilly bar right now. <laughs> hey, if she's got a dilly bar, I mean, you got to give her a taste of that uh, Black is Beautiful beer. Because that's a nice little yeah. combo there. That little, DQ, good, yeah. little DQ little DQ 33 collab. That'd yeah. be a sweet husband move right there. But then that's less for me. And he, and he goes for it. And he goes <laughs> for it. Speaking of like dilly bars and stuff, friends of uh, the Cascadian Beer Podcast, uh, Sundown uh, did a brew with Streetcar recently, and they did a, a coffee crisp beer. So I saw that on Instagram. That sounds delicious. I am going over to North Van this week. I'm thinking I have to pick some up. Coffee crisp is, I don't know if I can say it's an underrated chocolate bar. It, you know what? It was my favorite chocolate bar growing up. Like when you were a kid? That was my favorite chocolate bar by far. Not so much anymore. Well, what's changed? Yeah. It's more refined now. Or Luke's actually had some good coffee. Much more refined. <laughs> you're like, you're like, let me Thomas Haas chocolates are nothing, man. <laughs> you're like, I need 99% dark chocolate. 99, make it a hundred. I thought Luke was more of a Werther's original kind of guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just an old man with his caramels in his be- in his pocket. <laughs> Any friend that comes over to Luke, he's just got his glass jar of Werther's. Dude, that takes me back, man. That that's such Candy a grandparents' bowl. move. That is such a grandparents' move. Yeah. Hey, we know our audience. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep this going. We Let's are go. we are Caramels. we are quickly investigating Werther's flavored beers. There's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be somewhere out in the UK that does like a Werther's beer in some small town. Pause. I gotta pee. <laughs> Be right back. All right, he's back. Oh, Luke, I thought you'd comb your hair there on that little break. I did. All right. So what are we giving this? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving it uh, another two thumbs up here. I mean, this is a solid double IPA. It's nice. I, I like the, I like the kind of tropical notes to it. I noticed in the, uh, the notes that Chris had uh, double checked from the website and then against the can again, um, it mentions passion fruit, which is a little bit in there. Yeah. I'm kind of getting it. I was thinking kind of like sort of elderflower, like St. Germain or something. Mm-hmm. I get, well, maybe it plays a bit into that floralness but all purpose flower <laughs> i i get <laughs> i'm talking on my ass here man i don't even know what i'm talking about. 
I get a bit of like a grassy note. Like once it warms up a little bit, I find that like West Coast kind of uh, flavor becomes a little bit more present. That's the thing. Like I, I find with a lot of beers, if you let it warm up for maybe 10 minutes, like it sometimes is a completely different drinking experience. With with this beer, I get a little bit more of the, the grassy note to it. And then also like you do notice the percentage a little bit more after it warms up slightly. Like it gets a little bit more more boozy. Well, all right. Well, I'm all queued up, ready to go here for the next one. I'm pouring it in. Uh, it's the tulip glasses I have. I have one from Daggerad, and the rest all come from Farmhouse Fest. And I have my Farmhouse Fest glass here. Those are nice glasses. To, yeah, for the uh, Strathcona Imperial Love Buzz <coughs> Apple Pie Sour. Let's see. Chris has been talking this beer up. I haven't had it. And truth be known, all three of these beers, um, are, it's my first time having these three. I've tried this one before. I've tried this one before. I'm not going to lie. I had it last night watching. I was telling Luke earlier today. I was watching a horrible movie on Netflix. Right. Um, we're pretty big time. So I don't know if we can say Netflix on here. They'll probably sue us. But uh, no, it's advertising for them. Actually, they, they might send us a check. There we go. Yeah. Hey, if you want an original series More. of three guys on a webcam. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about beer. It'll be a season you got to add the talking about beer because three guys just on a <laughs> webcam and then you ended at that like nobody wants to watch that even with beer i don't know how many people want to watch that but yeah you should have done what i've been doing last night man if you had a boring movie i mean i i drank four fat tugs and an imperial stout and was watching the mike tyson fight so yeah uh, i hope that didn't knock you out as hard as nate robinson got knocked out oh dude Oof. <laughs> I was so hoping that he was going to cream uh, Luke Paul, man. Like, oh, I mean, like he came in, like Nate Robinson came explosive out of his corner when that bell went off in the first round. And I was looking at it. I was like on the phone with my friend watching. And I'm like, dude, he's coming out like how I play Street Fighter. Just XO, 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 XO. <laughs> just button mashing. <laughs> just, just smashing the buttons, man. So I will say this is a definitely interesting nose here on this on this love buzz. It's kind of a, a sweet smell coming from the really sweet there. smell yeah the taste is really well balanced and not 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 that sour whoa yeah not as sour as i thought i mean it literally tastes like i'm just eating apple pie filling before it goes in the oven you know those little leftovers you have in the mixing bowl yep yeah yeah it definitely doesn't taste like a 10 percenter <laughs> <laughs> no this is a sneaker so um, Strath uh, made this with generous amounts of apples, as you could have guessed, uh, with yeah. brown sugar, lactose, and a touch of cinnamon. Wow. They described it as light in body with a tart finish and surprisingly mm-hmm. easy drinking. I would agree with the surprisingly easy drinking. Yeah. The tart finish, like it's actually not very tart. Like it, I, I get it a little bit kind of in the body. It's almost it's like a little fizzy, a, a, a touch tart, but... Mm-hmm. You would expect like an imperial sour to be like really tart. And they kind of went like more like the sweet kind of dessert way. And I will say, I just went back and had a sip of the black is beautiful that I have here. That's left over. And oh man, that's those, nice those these two are dancing. Well. Nice together. Yeah, they're dancing well together. They're dancing well together. I have to try this, which is just more proof that it's going to be a great Christmas pie beer. Like, yeah, those do work very nicely together. Yep. I think throw a con leche in from the last episode. Mm. That would, that's a nice Christmas day lineup really right there. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I think you start the afternoon 
you know, like in normal times when you can have people come around to your house and you're starting the festivities, you give every, you hand everybody this apple pie sour when they walk in the door to get the party started. That'll get it going. Like <laughs> you said in the afternoon, uh, that, that party's ending. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. When, like, you know, two, three o'clock, you know, and then, uh, and then everybody's kind of drinking their own thing and then you have dinner and then you bring out dessert with this black is beautiful. And then, uh, then you finish off the night next to the fireplace there with the con leche. I mean, that sounds great. I probably, I mean, tell me where I'm wrong. Okay. Don't so that party. <laughs> Luke, this, this is a, Big kid party. This isn't a high school party. So, are you sure you're still okay with that? Oh, God. Why do I tell you any of my personal stories? Luke, you've grown so much in the last two weeks. Like, it's it's just amazing, man. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't gotten any. Uh, I haven't, I'm surprised, Luke, that you haven't gotten any, uh, you know, party invites to Thunderdog at the Dregs.beer. Uh, it must be because there. of the pandemic. I'm sure of it, it because. Must be, it must be any other situation i'm sure the inbox would be flooded maybe the inbox is yep. flooded and i haven't received a single email because they all got jammed coming in yeah you know the internet it's a series of tubes and so you know you put too many in there at the one time it just doesn't go through what kind of what kind of email uh, email system is this just crashes after like 10 emails um aaron so on your on your uh, christmas day day lineup there i'll tell you where you may have gone wrong if you're the person okay. cooking dinner and you're drinking an imperial, this imperial sour while you're trying to cook a turkey. Yeah, because uh, I prepped everything the day before. <laughs> All you have to do is reheat at this point. Okay. okay. You, just, you just gotta reheat. Okay, you're you're a couple <laughs> steps ahead of me then. I underestimated oh, I man, that's my big thing. Man, I underestimated you. No, that's my big thing. I've been taking up sous vide cooking in the last like three years. And like, that is a game changer, man. Have you actually? Yeah. I've sous vide a turkey for Thanksgiving down in the States. It's great. Sorry. So, what's sous vide again? So it is a water bath cooking. So, so it was like developed in the fifties yeah. for like hospitals. But then like they realized like this is like such a great way to like cook food because you're cooking all your meat or vegetables or whatever in a bag. And you can't overcook it because uh, the water gets to a certain temperature. And then after a certain period of time, it just stays at that internal temperature. Mm -hmm. So like there's been times where like I've put like a chicken breast in or like some pork chops or something and gone out for a bike ride. And my sous vide device actually sends me a text message and says, hey, like dinner's ready, but you can leave it in for another three hours. So I'm like, cool. So I just continue on with my bike ride, come back. I have a perfectly cooked pork chop, slap that on the grill real quick just to finish it off. And then away you go. You're, so. you're hitting that bike ride and you just get a text saying your food's done, but your pork chops having just a, a nice, a nice warm bath just to relax yeah. Yeah. for a little bit, you know, come back in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done, I've done awesome vegetables in there. I've made creme brulee in there. I've made um, yogurt and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the best money I spent. Like, yeah, it's when when I got a new place for myself and uh, whatnot, I was like, you know, I need to treat myself, and I bought myself a sous vide, and uh, yeah, I haven't looked back really. The nice thing make jam in it is if you go you go grocery shopping, they put it all in a bag for you. You just drop it in the well, water when you get home. No, no, no. <laughs> Those holy like the, Safeway bags, man. I think you no no your, it, your pork chops done <laughs> if you're putting it in one of those things. Yeah. No, it needs to be like in like a Ziploc bag or um or a vacuum seal bag. It's starting to sound less convenient. 
Well, no, it's way more convenient because you can actually cook from frozen. So I prep my meals during the week, vacuum seal them, put them all in the freezer. And it's like, what do I want tonight? Just pull out what I want, chuck it in the water. It's ready an hour and a half later. Right. Like, nice. This, this yeah. food jacuzzi is sounding pretty good, man. I might need to look into this. All right. So uh, with this uh, apple pie sour, two thumbs up again. Look at this. Two thumb lineup on everything for me. Yep. Mine's getting hand thumbs. This is getting what? <laughs> Three hand thumbs. Three hand thumbs. Okay. Where did you go to high school? <laughs> Actually, I feel like you learned that before high school. I feel like I've, I don't know, just getting drunk over here. Kind of, kind of the name of the game with this show. Well, yeah. This is quicker than it's ever happened before. <laughs> These will probably sneak up on us pretty quick. We've actually had some feedback on the show, as I alluded to earlier. Can't um, wait to hear so, this. so here we go. We should uh, we should check the voicemail messages. So let's go here. I just got to call up my voicemail. You have three new voice messages. To play your messages, press one. New message. This is just a test call. <laughs> Time to stay home. Stay safe and stay home. Message. Hey, Dreg, see the sky beer guy, Malcolm Yates here, longtime listener, first time caller. Listen, uh, I just wanted to tell y'all what a fan I am of your funk. In a world gone off, your musk keeps me sane. I'll drive to work in the morning and wonder to myself, who can I listen to to turn my frown upside down? Chris Luke and A.A. Ron, that's who. <laughs> listen up, listeners. When you've drank up the beer and looked down the glass to find it's your last, what are you even left with? The dregs. That's what. That's what and that's who. So keep it up, fellas. No pressure, but the world needs you now more than ever. Yeah. Wow. Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. Thank you, Malcolm. Malcolm that Yates was, is just a modern... Beautiful. He's just a modern-day poet, man. That guy has a way with words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thanks, Malcolm, for the call. Really appreciate Much it. I love Malcolm. So. Yeah. Wish we could hang out with that guy. So was, was there a question in there, though? Because I thought he said... Well, no, that's, I think that's our next voicemail <laughs> okay. here. I, I, need, I need to press one. Two message. Hey guys, first time caller, long time listener, Mike Kirk from the Beer Brothers. And I'm going to ask you, if you could define your personality in a beer style, what would it be? Oh my God. My personality. In a beer style. I'd say I would be a a Hefeweizen. Oh God, I got to hear the reasoning for this. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I like bananas. Okay. <laughs> oh, I really thought there was going to be something just brilliant coming. <laughs> I don't know why. No. no. Please do not expect anything great of this answer. I love bananas. Okay. I sometimes okay. get a lot of the time I get a banana flavor from half bubble gum, beautiful, a little bit of fruity notes to it. <laughs> so are you describing yourself as beautiful? Is that where this is going? Yeah. Beautiful personality? Yeah, of course. <laughs> You're a beautiful banana who's fruity. Okay. What beer style is train wreck? <laughs> <laughs> Who made it? Did somebody make a train wreck beer? Like, was there, there's a train wreck at Whistler. And was it, is it 
escaping my mind here or is there actually a train wreck um beer from at at whistler i have hiked to that location actually it's pretty cool hike um i have no idea what beer you're talking about yeah so while you looked that up chris what is a what is a beer style for your personality you know what it actually didn't (laughs) it didn't take me long to think about this but actually this is a fitting episode for for my personality i would go with imperial because um, i'm a bit aggressive (laughs) maybe a little over the top i've been described as over the top by my family friends sometimes colleagues there you go yep so uh imperial makes sense it it it, uh yeah if if the beer fits as they say yeah i mean hence why this episode came about just like hey let's do imperials guys (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) pretty sure i didn't say it like that but uh it was a text message. That's it how was I interpreted it. All caps text message. It's like we're doing Imperials. Uh, for myself, uh, even though you know I'm a Cascadian through and through here, uh, I'd actually say I'm a Cali Common. I'm a hybrid, oh. hybrid ale here. Yeah, you know, got your ale and your lager yeast thing going on. Nice little multi base, smooth. <laughs> so you describe yourself as smooth. Yeah, with no game. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, I would have just gave that to you if you if you didn't add that little bit at the end. And I would have said hey. you're genius because that's way cooler than just describing yourself as over the top and aggressive. Yeah, no, but I mean that's that's part of being a Cali Common. You don't take yourself too seriously because you're a hybrid ale. So that's a great answer. I feel like you gotta prepare more for this. He heard the <laughs> We should have been sending these questions prior to the podcast. What the fuck? Because Luke described himself as a banana. (laughs) (laughs) And I called myself aggressive and over the top. Meanwhile, this guy is just like the perfect answer. I have this whole philosophy behind my answer. Chris, I can't help but feel like we've been trapped. (laughs) We've been been sabotaged. I think that's pretty clear. No, not sabotaged. Just uh, I'm the guy that gets the voicemails. All right. You didn't, Luke. Did you? You sure you didn't get those forwarded? You didn't get those forwarded to your to your inbox. No, nothing came in. <laughs> uh, sh- thanks to the Beer Brothers for sending that in. Yeah, those guys yeah, are awesome. And uh, Malcolm C, the Sky Beer Guy. So yeah, cheers. Appreciate it. If you want to send us a message, you can send it to dregs at cascadian beer or thunderdog at the dregs Preferably thunderdog. I'll be asking the questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's asking the questions from now on. All right. So uh, as we wrap up these beers here, guys, I mean, uh, you know, everybody's favorite segment of the show just has to be Luke's moments of wisdom. Jeez. Oh my so god! Luke, what is your this is going to be what good is this week. moment of wisdom this week? Um. So if you're moving, there is no point in taking food that's expired with you to your new place and this just kind of happened to me today when we i got back i met up with aaron and chris and we uh, exchanged a few beers and just to make sure that everybody had what they needed for tonight's episode and i got home and i had to put those three beers these three ones that we're talking about here today into the fridge and there was no room, so I quickly launched into a full fridge clean-out. As one does. As one does. And 
I was pulling out all sorts of stuff. I think there was a, a homemade kombucha mentioned in episode two or three. <laughs> oh, where with <laughs> Not another Cardinal Sun, right? explode, which is probably for the best. It's finished. It's just carbonating now. It's done. No, it's, it's in the city sewer system now. <laughs> but I pulled out a grainy mustard and we're in Canada here. It's from Trader Joe's and my wife lived in Seattle and that would have been the last time we had purchased that Trader Joe's grainy mustard. And it had an expiry date of, I think it was June 2016. Oh my God. <laughs> this place, I think 2018. So she took it with her from Seattle. She moved to Nanaimo. <laughs> I think during her life in Nanaimo, that must have expired. She then moved from Nanaimo <laughs> to North Burnaby. We lived together in the basement suite. We took this. We brought. We brought this mustard along with us, like a like a dear child. <laughs> we kept it in our fridge there for over a year and we were moving from burnaby to new west and we were as one does when you're moving you're packing up stuff and you got to get to the fridge so you get to the fridge stuff and you're putting stuff in the cooler or whatever it needs to be in to make the journey we must have taken a look at that mustard and said <laughs> yeah this is okay this is coming with us already being two years expired at the point how and hidden now, is the expiry date on this thing? Like, is it just on the bottom or like, it's kind of, it's at this point, it must be hard to read. Like it's been rubbed it was off. The, it was kind of on the neck. It was like a sh- sort of beer bottle shaped, but a wider mouth. Now, Chris, I know how this went down. Like they forgot about the fridge when they were moving and Luke literally <laughs> stuck his hand in the back of the fridge and just went yeah. bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is no- bad. <laughs> that with you so my advice and my words of wisdom to to any parent that's listening right now just double check those expiry dates triple check because i I, maybe i double checked and i said yeah this one's okay but a triple check wouldn't have made it don't make your kid sandwich with fermented mustard from 2016 Mm -hmm. the thing's been aging longer than most people's uh wine collections now, Luke, I am upset with you that you got rid of this because this could have been a key ingredient in the dregs beer because it's literally the dregs of the fridge that we could have put in there. Who knows what kind of sour culture, oh, man. something that could have been. Oh, It's not too late. See, this is why you don't throw things at I might still be able to grab down into the drain and pull the bit out. <laughs> you might get some other funk out of there that we just need, really don't need. You got three Imperial beers in you and you're taking the sink apart at, you know, nine o'clock at night on a Sunday for mustard. trying to retrieve mustard. <laughs> we, we get a message from Luke later. He's like, I flipped on the Garburator and there was just an odd rattle. Like I just wasn't really liking that. So just got right under, right under the sink there. And we just took everything apart. It was up all night. <laughs> you know, the wash machine's been making a noise. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went down a YouTube hole and I've watched six different videos on how to put my take apart my washing machine and put it back together. And then oddly that rabbit hole led me to like Victorian chimney sweeps and like I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. In a chimney. <laughs> Strata's gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that uh, you might want to let him know about that. We're converting our gas fireplace into a wood burning stove. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay. I have one of those KFC fire starter logs. I'll bring it over. You'll make everybody happy. <laughs> you know, I will say a fireplace at this time of year is pretty nice. We got a, a gas one in our uh, apartment and it, it just adds yeah. a nice little vibe on a, on a cozy. Now, my mom has a gigantic uh, wood fireplace at the house. That's sweet. Uh, at my parents' place down in the States. And like, to be honest, that's what I'm most upset about. <laughs> Sorry, mom, dad, like I do miss you, but <laughs> it's, it's that wood fireplace at the winter time that I miss. Like she, she, cause she gets, she just stokes that thing just so nice. Like during all the holidays and just, cause there's just something different with like actual wood fire. Oh, right? totally. Like, the crackle, the crackle noise. Yeah. Well, but like, this is enclosed, but like, okay. but like that heat is still different than gas heat. Right. Like, it's so, yeah. Aaron, it's like a, a stove with a little door on it. Yeah. Well, it's got a glass door on it so you can actually see the raging fire in it. And they, does it sit kind of in the middle of the room or like away from the wall? Oh yeah. yeah. No, no, it's like it's like right in the middle against the wall, like it's flush with the wall, but it like it recedes back a bit. Um, but it's like in the main living area, but it like heats the whole house. So yeah. that's so awesome. You know what? That's what like whenever I go back to Cornell, um, our local uh, ski resort, shout out Troll Resort, uh, just before Barkerville, actually, fun fact, at the ski lodge there, they've got like a nice wood fireplace as well. So you'll walk in after being out on the mountain, you come in for lunch. You'll grab a pint, a Barkerville beer, oh, yeah. and then you'll just, I just go sit down right in front of that wood fire. And it is like the most relaxing thing. Yeah. No, like, uh, I'm, I'm sad. It was a year ago this weekend that I was in Finland and, uh, tell you what, like when I went to Finland, I got properly trained in sauna culture and like usually sauna sauna. And, uh, usually people have, uh, like the electric fired saunas in their houses. But my buddy took me to the hundred year old public wooden sauna and like they stoke that thing since like six in the morning and we went like three, four in the afternoon and just, it's a different, different experience between wood fired sauna and like your standard electric house. Sauna. So much steam that you just can't see all the old naked dudes beside you. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's a bit, <laughs> there's a bit of that, but but, but, but also like, I will say like, I love this public sauna because they had a, they had a sign out there and this is the only rules they have for the place. It says, uh, no titles, no politics. I could have been sitting next to the mayor. Had no idea. And it was like, we're just all just chatting and you know, they're making fun of Swedes. They're like, oh, Swedes don't make their saunas hot enough. They're too cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such a local chirp. Just yeah. like to us, that'd be like, oh, crap, I need to make mine hotter. Over there, the Swedes are like, ah, ours are the hottest. What? I don't know what those. Well, no, but but I was there. About. And one of my friend's wives, she's like, well, my dad has a smoke sauna. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they no? they described it to me. Apparently it is like the pinnacle of male masculinity in Finland because you build this okay. thing and if you build it wrong, you die because you're like literally smoking oh, yourself. Like it's like a smoked salmon hut, but like for the yourself. The stakes have never been higher. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm either going to have a really relaxing evening or I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my dad's got a smoke sauna. <laughs> yeah. The kids on the playground and said, my dad's my dad beat your dad up. They're like, yeah, well, my dad's got a smoke sauna. You're like, oh, shit. Don't mess with this kid. Yeah, that's totally a finish thing. Yeah. A sauna sounds nice right about now. Oh, dude, I totally go for one right now. Yeah. Which uh, I apparently am getting a care package from uh, Fat Lizard in Finland, and I'm so excited. They're sending you a sauna? 
Oh no, they're sending me beer <laughs> and some long drinks. Like long drinks are the okay. best. What, so what's long yeah. drink. Uh, long drink is the national drink of Finland. So they made it for the Helsinki Games, uh, uh, Winter Olympics in 1955. Uh, it is literally gin and white grapefruit soda, and it is the that best. is a great combination. Mm. So good, so good. This I is have, a good transition because we've been talking about strong beers all night. Transitions nicely into spirits, strong spirits. If you had to do top three spirits, interested to hear Aaron and Luke, top three spirits go. Like, uh, I will do, um, gin for sure. Top yep. one there, uh, followed by dark rum and then vodka. First two I, I I'm liking, I, I'm a little hesitant on the vodka. I mean, to each of their own. Yeah. I would do gin at the top for sure. I think scotch and, and bourbon maybe, you know, tied for second and third. That's a, that's a nice lineup. I'm, I'm, I'm similar to you, Luke, um, but I'm going to go bourbon number one. And I mean, I'm going to say, guys, I'm going to be the bad influence here and say, well, we're this okay. deep on Imperials right now. Do we all go to our liquor cabinets and get our favorites right here and just, just do a shot to end this episode? I'm in. All right, let's do I it. I could be into that. I could be into that. <laughs> A few moments later. So I challenged Luke to blend here. So he took a little bit of the apple pie oh, sour with the black oh, is beautiful. Oh, it's so good, Actually, man. Is it good? Okay. So I have like just a touch left. Yeah. So you do that of, and, and, and like do about the same with the apple pie. Uh, I'm going to need to go touch. And is that, is it actually a nice blend? Well, psh, taste it for yourself. This is, this is a, you know, you guys think breweries when they're you know pulling barrels doing blending you you think that's refined i mean we've got a couple of tall cans here we're we're winging it making things happen yeah just kidding blending is actually i was listening to a podcast um shout out good beer hunting uh an awesome podcast from the states met Um, those guys at uh, great american oh awesome yeah, I, I don't know how, how I hadn't heard of Good Beer Hunting before, but um, I was listening to um, a recent episode where they were talking to uh, the owner and brewer at Supermoon, which is apparently in Milwaukee. And he was just talking a bit about blending and stuff. And I mean, blending is a whole other beast of yeah. brewing. Like it's just, I mean, you know, we've got Temporal here, which they do an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know. Shout out Tristan. Does, I, yeah, Tristan's awesome. I know he does a, a lot of blending as well, but like that's just, you know, taking it to another level. So, I mean, that's basically what we're doing here. So go for it. Okay, that's actually really that's awesome. good. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that surprisingly works well. So now I feel bad because I don't have a red plaid shirt. <laughs> Did you just go change? Now his wife brought him a red plaid shirt. Okay, so this actually happened in Legacy like a month ago yeah. where me and Luke met up to pick out a couple beers for an article we're, we're working on. And we had this exact kit on and both blue jeans. And the only thing different that we were wearing was our shoes. And I was wearing, <laughs> I don't know why I was wearing socks and Birkenstocks, green rubber Birkenstocks. But socks I was, and sandals, he's, he's down. Thing is, he's I down have, for a good time. And, and Luke was like, oh, I have that same pair of Birks. And I left him at home i'm like thank god like this is this is too much no but like 
Like to me, like, cause I was in New Zealand, there's a Punama, which is like a sacred stone you have. Right. And it needs to be gift. Like, I feel like it needs to be gifted to you. Same thing with a red plaid shirt. Nobody's gifted me a red plaid shirt. You got to get on that, man. No, I just gave away a possible Christmas present right there. Okay. Okay. So we're back. We've, we've gone to the liquor cabinet here. The Olympia beer company sent me their brand new Olympia vodka from Tumwater. And I'm so excited for this. So that looks pretty good. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the Olympia beer company, I actually don't. Well, it's Washington state's classic. It's right up there with Rainier. They're basically brothers. So, so you're going to shotgun that. No, no, no. <laughs> I shotgun a Rainier on, uh, the, on stay home pub quiz the other I night. Dare Cause I got challenged to it. <laughs> that was a nice little throwback. I, I love, I love seeing a good successful shotgun. I got trained well. I got trained by uh, Mary Rose. Shout out to her, 911 Beer Me down in Portland. So she does her shotgun Sundays. So, oh, okay. Sundays, of course. <laughs> shotgun <laughs> Sundays. <laughs> like Fridays? Like, seems reasonable. Nope. Shotgun Sundays? Sundays. Yeah. All right, Luke. Like, I'm on my way to brunch. Let's, let's shotgun a, let's shotgun a rain here. Let's go. Yeah, no. Screw a Caesar. Let's, uh, let's go shotgun a beer. Yeah. All right, Luke. What did you put? Uh, yeah. So I know I said I got. Gin is my favorite, but I forgot about the genre of liqueurs oh. that is the Eastern European um, group of random stuff that you get at your grandparents' place. So this is what we call Becherovka, and it's an herbal liqueur uh, from the Czech Republic, but it's very popular in Slovakia, where I'm from. Um, but it's just a beautiful Christmassy flavor, lots of cloves and cinnamon and booze damn that's what i got and this was up until legacy opened up this was almost impossible to find in vancouver but you can actually get this stuff at legacy and i've seen it at the oh olympic village is that a legacy bottle is that a grand this is a from the source slovakia bottle you can see the little right all right little european union Uh, there That is a legit choice. All right, Chris. So wait, Luke, do you make any cocktails with that? Because Luke is actually a, I would call him an amateur mixologist. This guy throws some pretty good cocktail parties in his day. Uh, I wouldn't say Luke's a mixologist. He's a hip hop. (laughs) So (laughs) Uh, we've made some, we've made some uh, cocktails with this. Um, It lends itself best to like a sort of a variation on an old fashioned with kind of a, Oh, you know, the, the bourbons and, and then scotches, any brown liqueurs, it would, it kind of provides that it kind of complements on the sweetness of those and adds all those sort of cinnamony herbal flavors to it. So we've yeah. had, we've had a bit of That sounds really good. All right, Chris, what did you pick? A little taste of, uh, I picked up uh, a 26er of Basil Hayden's, which is a um, bourbon little fancier than I normally go. And that's not saying much because it's not like it's a crazy fancy bourbon, but it is a pretty solid bourbon. Found found this at BCL. Normally I, I just go with uh, the tried and true wild turkey because I don't yeah. really drink a lot of spirits. So every once in a while I'll have a little uh, little nightcap of wild turkey because it's lighter, it's it's sweeter, really easy drinking, but um, wanted to try, try something different. And uh, yeah, Basil Hayden's is actually really nice. It's a All nice right. little sipping sipping bourbon. All right, guys. So uh, as they say in Finland, uh, cheers is kipis. Uh, what are they? What's Slavic for cheers? Nazdravje. It means for health. Okay. 
Okay. Scary. And then Chris, what do they say in Quinell when you want to cheers? <laughs> Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Get her guys. done. Woo! Sunday night. They'll put a little lead in your pistol. Woof. They don't actually say that in Quinell. They probably say that. I will say this in is like the smoothest vodka I've had. So like shout out to Olympia. So although I see Rainier is making gin now and I really want to get my hands on a bottle of Rainier gin. So. They're making gin? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm a little weary about that. Oh, no. Like my friends in Seattle have been like, dude, this gin is the shit. So really? Yeah. Hmm. If you get your hands on it, I mean, I'll try oh, it. Yeah. God, I have so much stuff to share, but I can't share it with anybody. Yeah. Damn you, COVID. All right, guys, I think we need to wrap this up. So, uh, hey, thanks. Thanks for being so aggressive, Chris, <laughs> with uh, your personality traits and uh, getting us these beers to, you know, try out. Just a casual yeah. Sunday. And then next time, Luke, will just do a complete banana flight just for you. Thank so. you. It's I mean, it's all I could ask for. Yeah. Shout outs to our uh, callers, Malcolm. And Mike, thanks for the voicemail. If you want to send us a yeah, voicemail, you can send it to uh, the dregs at cascadian.beer or thunderdog at the dregs.beer. And, uh, and uh, don't forget to follow us at dregs podcast on uh, Instagram. And remember, come on, it is the season of giving, it is the holidays. Support your local as much as you can. Like 100%. so many breweries now are doing gift cards. You should go pick some up. You know, if you have somebody that's like into beer, just pick them up a gift card. Like it, like honestly, 50 bucks at your local store goes so much farther than the big chains and you should really get them up. So lots of great local shops, shop local for Christmas. Make it a hundred. I'm like, there's great coffee roasters everywhere in BC. There's great, you know, obviously great breweries. That's why we're here. That's why we talk about them. Great chocolate tears through the province. My my goodness. Can I just say a note on that, Aaron? So there's a place in the new S key called origins chocolate bar. And I yep. swear to God, they don't pay me to say anything about them, but they bring in like straight from the source, single origin chocolate, you know, the most sustainable made chocolate you can find. And they have the variety they have. And oh my God, I like, I would think Lindor was like the top brand of chocolate back in the day, but they've converted me. And we are now on a subscription service with them. And they oh, deliver to our door. We have chocolate mm-hmm. tasting flights. We watch the office and we just go to town on different chocolates from around the world that are fair trade and sustainably sourced and made with beautiful ingredients. Get your chocolate. Get your chocolate from so, Vancouver and the lower mainland. It's available. Okay, so I I need to send chocolate to like all my friends' kids for Christmas. So that is a good tip. So I think that's a very good tip. Yeah, that's um, a great Luke. Tip. What I want to know is is that what you're dipping the dehydrated orange wedges in? <clears throat> no. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that's gonna be a lower grade chocolate. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You're, oh, you're yeah, keeping right, so, on me, Matt. Hey, if, if, no, if we're giving shout outs, I really need to give a shout out to some really good friends of mine uh, because I've volunteered as a beekeeper with them. Uh, Hives Through Humanity here in Vancouver. 
Uh, they employ people in the downtown east side to like build their hives, maintain hives and all the community gardens. They've really been suffering because they haven't been able to teach their beekeeping classes or anything like that uh, this year. So Hives for Humanity, uh, they have this great $100 care package where you get local neighborhood honey from like any neighborhood you want oh, where know. they have hives in Vancouver. Uh, you get candles, you get beeswax wraps for your food that you can reuse in the fridge. Um, you know, unless you leave it in there too long, like Luke, and you got to throw it out. Um, <laughs> and, no and rap get, is helping you out after about five years. No. Yeah. And you, you also get some uh, bee hand moisturizer too that they make, the, which is like the favorite oh, nice. thing that, that I give everybody is all natural. Just it's yeah. So highs for humanity. Um, and then also my favorite coffee guy in Vancouver is prototype. Um, I'm a subscri- subscription s- subscriber to him. Uh, his Christmas coffee just dropped. So I'm picking a bunch of that up, sending that as Christmas stocking stuffers as well. Nice. So yeah, I like, I like the Christmas coffee blends. It gives you something a little different, just something unique. Mm-hmm. Well, so Chris, what what's a local that you should give a shout out for? Like Luke and I have done it here. Yeah, like who's who's a local you really like? PT Liquor. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's that's funny. Um, well, you know what? On in the same vein, but way more small scale. I support Darby's kits. You know, yeah. they're right down the street from me. They have an awesome pub there good food, and I would say one of the best local beer stores. They pretty much, you see something drop, you see on Instagram a a local brewery coming out with a new seasonal beer. Darby's has it probably the next day. It's actually crazy. I'll see it on Instagram. I'll be like, "Eh, I'll just go walk over there, you know, take a little break from the work day, go over there. They've got it. It's insane. Um, So shout out to Darby's. Always, you know, keeping my fridge stocked. Uh, coffee wise, there's a lot of great places. I'm in the kids neighborhood. Shout out to there, there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they make some great food, yeah. best breakfast sandwiches in Vancouver, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they've got some great coffee there as well, uh, as well. I believe they import some of their coffee from the States. So maybe not as local, but fantastic coffee. I know they use heart roasters from the States. If you want to get a little bit more local, I mean, they've got 49th parallel uh, coffee roasters just up the street from me. They make amazing coffee. You can get a coffee and donut for five bucks. That's like one of the best deals going. And, uh, it's kind of a classic weekend, uh, weekend duo. So I've done that yep. a lot. And we've got pallet roasters on Broadway, um, as well. And pallet makes, I mean, they roast a lot of great coffees. So pallet 49th. And I do have to give a big shout out to Adam Smooth Edge Design, who is the guy that basically does the wood handle tap handles for like most of the breweries. He's doing some custom wood stuff for me for Christmas for clients. Um, But he also has some amazing cheese boards with like resin in them. And he does resin resin art. Crazy. Yeah. So like if you're looking for unique gifts, like hit up Smooth Edge Design, like. He's, he's got some stuff. And like last year I gave so many freaking cheese boards to everybody and like everybody loves them. Like they're just so good. Like, you sound like the best give, gift yeah, giver this, this like ever. Like you're giving, you're just giving cheese boards to a bunch of people like red no, like, cheese boards. Like, like honestly, the last two years in a row have all been local gifts that I've given people for awesome. the holidays. That's good. Um, so that's uh, for yeah. us, the pandemic kind of, kick that whole local thing into into gear but that's good that you've been doing it for a few years now 
<laughs> the issue that I have is there's a Amazon warehouse, probably a kilometer from my place. <laughs> Do I need to support that? No. <laughs> you know, it is an interesting conversation. Like it, it is a interesting like internal conflict though. Like yeah, Amazon. I mean. <laughs> Like the story behind Amazon is so cool. The fact that the guy started from his garage, like it was a local company. It's grown into this giant. It's like the ultimate success story. Like you can't fault a guy for... He started local. Yeah. Yeah, he started local. Like he was in his garage for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, But like, it's just, they're so efficient, right? And they're so big and like you can order something, you can get it a day later. So you you just have to... it's cheap because they can buy in bulk, so... Exactly, right? But you just have to, I don't know, like, I guess if you're you're ordering off Amazon, but you're ordering from like local businesses that are maybe on Amazon on their marketplace, like, you know, that's like a good option. But yeah, I mean, just like think if you're ordering local, like, yeah, the shipping might not be next day by drone but like you know you're getting what you pay for you're getting a really quality product so like having the patience and just knowing that you know i'm doing my community like a favor and helping like keep these businesses open by ordering from them is is really valuable and like with that like i mean delivery like food delivery apps are great but most of those are taking a 30 percent cut like right from the top and no restaurants are making money on that so Honestly, it's better for you to call, or, yeah, call ahead and like walk down to your local and pick yeah. it up rather than have, you know, like, but then like, then I'm torn because it's people that are also getting paid to like drive it to you. So right. like, I know, man, but it's but, like, like, you can't win because they're local. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to make money too by delivering food. Right. Like, yeah. But to be honest, like there is, you can, there's so much stuff in the city and local that you can get to fill any sort of gift criteria that you would need. Like nobody is yeah. going to be pissed off that they get a gift card to a restaurant or a brewery or a no. local shop no. or anything. Right. So you can, yeah, you can fill any sort of gift need this year by getting something from something that's nearby your place. People got to eat. Yeah. People got to drink. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> Perfect example. I got to give a shout out to uh, Acme Farms uh, down in Bellingham. Uh, they're basically the hyper local version of um, Blue Apron, but it's just strictly Whatcom County products. And uh, I hope people in my family aren't listening because I'm going to Christmas present for them. But I know our audience's parents. Like, come on, yeah, man. yeah, you yeah. Can't but put that like, out there. it's not my parents. But anyway, like. <laughs> Anyway, some people that live in Billingham are uh, getting some gift cards from uh, Acme Farms uh, because they are basically doing the blue, blue apron thing of like prep meals and you cook them yourself, but it's all locally produced. Like yeah. So shout out to Acme Farms for letting that happen. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. So They're like grocery delivery stuff. Sweet. I know House of Funk too, uh, near the start of the like pandemic, yeah. they were doing cool like um, like breakfast uh, boxes. Container was also doing that as well. So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. You got to like these businesses have to pivot and like do whatever they can to just like make up that money that they would normally be making in the tap room. Right. Yeah. And what, what, what were we talking about earlier? Breweries are the community hub. So. Yeah. Right. And that's when you know that there's like a business that's invested in the community is when they, they pivot with what's happening in the community too. Right. It's not just yeah. like Amazon where they're just like, well, fuck whatever you're going to order from us anyway. 
that sort of mentality, <laughs> yeah. right? So when they're actually working with the situation that's going on and they're like, that's, that's a business you should be supporting. And look, we live in a capitalist society and we're in late stage capitalism here and everything at, but like what Jeff Bezos has made like $600 million or something in during the pandemic and hasn't given that back to his own workers. It's like, that's the first, like, like I said, that 50, that, that, that 50 bucks to your local restaurant, your local cafe, your local brewery, your local shop. That's like keeping more. someone employed, man. Like think yeah. about all the staff that get cut, right? Yeah. Like serving staff and stuff um, yeah. because they just don't have as many tables. Like, well, just, just all the servers, man. How many tips did they lose out this summer? Right? Oh, brutal. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Support your local, everybody. What is cool to see though, is there are still new businesses opening, which yeah. is like, you would think that it's kind of insane that new businesses are opening during COVID times, but we were just talking earlier before the podcast about a new brewery out in Hope opening, mm-hmm. Mountain View. Shout out Mountain View. Would love to they come just have your beer this sometime. Week as the, at the time of taping, can't wait to visit you when it's cool to travel over there to that Hills District. Oh, so. totally. And and on my way, whenever I'm driving to Quinnell, like Hope is one of my stops for coffee. Yeah. Shout out Blue Blue Moose Cafe. Great cafe in Hope. Always stop there for coffee every single yep. time time I drive home. Um, but now there's a brewery there, so I can go and pick up some beers and bring them back home to my parents. That's pretty yep. cool. Shout out to our good buddy, Craft Tourist. Totally. Tim, who is started construction recently on his new brew pub, um, the Barley Merchant, which is going to be fantastic. They're going to have nearly 50 uh, lines of craft beer running through that brewery, a bunch of ciders, uh, local spirits. So they recently broke ground on um, kind of the rebuild there. Uh, so like, so hyped to see what happens there with the barley merchant. I know Tim's going to do that place. Right. Um, so funny story with Tim and I, uh, we're going to have to get him on the podcast for sure. We should actually go out to the barley merchant and do an episode out there. That'd be so cool. But, uh, two years ago now, like I was going to the great American beer festival, doing my thing, Mm -hmm. had no idea that he was going. I'm literally walking in the front door who greets me at the front door. And we had the best four days of our life in Denver. Like just, you know, the, I saw your guys' Instagram stories and I will say I was living vicarious, vicariously oh. through both of you. Like you guys look like you're having the best times of your life. Oh, and the best time was we ended up at a dive bar at the end of the last night of the Great American Beer Festival. And there was a 90s cover band and he and I were just drinking tall boys of paps all night long and just singing along <laughs> the cover band. It was so great. Like. <laughs> Best time, man. Best time. So what you're saying is the barley merchant should just have a couple coolers in the back of Paps Tall Boys just for There should just the be all- a, a, a tap of Paps <laughs> at all times. I don't know if you're gonna sell Tim on that. I don't know. It, Paps. Tim, you're gonna have to call in and comment on that. Yeah. Yeah. Now Thursday night Paps, three dollars a pint. There you go. <laughs> Calling in now, Tim. Um so <laughs> My wife used to live in Seattle, like I mentioned earlier, but she, there was a, a bar there that the one and only guy Fieri went to. Oh yeah. Great hair. That guy. Something on, it's it's by the university anyway, but they had, I think $2 pictures of paps on Tuesdays. I think it was. That's illegal. Sickening. $2. Sounds like paps. It was, it was something incredibly 
offensive like that. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that is actually offensive. I don't know why, but that is just extremely offensive. She's got our headphones in. Just slap the wife on the couch. Luke is checking his sources as we speak. My sources are not. Slap the wife on the couch. Babe, wake up. Was that two dollar pints or what? <laughs> She's like, no. It's Was that two dollar pitches in Seattle, babe? <laughs> <laughs> He's literally slapping her on the. No. The when you were in Seattle, how much were the uh, pitchers of past? <laughs> There's a place they were two dollars. Two bucks. Two dollars. <laughs> Luke, I can't believe you interrupted her crime podcast well, for that. Had, like, five or more pictures of beer and pizza and the pizza was still the most expensive thing on the bill. <laughs> Did you hear that? Wow. America. <laughs> fuck yeah. America. Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> at that place, yeah. Only on Tuesdays at that place. $2 Tuesday, man. So many places in Bellingham had $2 Tuesday. So back to what we were saying, all about supporting local. <laughs> supporting local. <laughs> yeah, just Wait. completely. I don't care if the paths are two dollars. Just think about the hangover. The beer, it tastes like a dirty penny. There's no, don't even why. think about the hangover. <laughs> think about that person pouring you that pitcher. Like, well, yeah, that dude. And Lucas <laughs> doing something that looked like beer tummy sticks. Like I don't know what the <laughs> devil stick. With our powers combined. <laughs> Captain Luke, he's our hero. Gonna take these glasses down to zero. That one's done. We're the drunken dregs. You can be one too. <laughs> Drinking in beer is the thing for Send you. Send your resume to Thunderdog at thedregs.com. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again to the people sending the voicemails. You can too. Uh, Dregs at Cascadian.beer or Thunderdog at the Dregs.beer. And uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers fun one. I mean, this is a big one. I mean, we had Imperial beers and we did some shots at the end. So it was a bit go. of an aggressive uh, Sunday fun day, but not bad. About I mean, it. this was your doing. You were so aggressive in that group chat. And then, you know, <laughs> I feel like you're going to give me a bad rep. <laughs> and by the way, Luke is still on the threat of electrocuting himself, everybody. He does yeah. not have new earbuds. Yeah, so. what the heck? Two weeks later, this guy doesn't have new earbuds. I thought we'd have that $5 crowdfunded by now. Look at this thing. <laughs> That's why he's so lively. He's just getting shocks on his chest. <laughs> yeah. Clear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luke is resuscitating himself every time he just speaks a little bit too loud into the microphone. How's everybody doing for beer?